Welcome to VR in Education. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of VR in Education. Today, we're going to take a trip down memory lane. It has been an amazing three years of podcasting, and listenership is growing tremendously. So for that, I thank you. So in today's episode, I want to look back and reflect on what has been the most popular, so far anyway, episodes on the podcast. So sit back, relax, as I talk about and provide highlights from my five most downloaded episodes. As we hear more and more about, dare I say it, the metaverse, it's almost like we're saying Lord Voldemort in the Harry Potter series. Well, my fifth most downloaded episode comes from episode 65, where we talk about VR creation so I sat down with Gabriel Romagnoli, and he did a spectacular job of explaining to us how easy his VR app creation called Tavori works. One of my favorite parts of our rich and deep conversation was when he talked about how easy it was to learn how to get up and running with Tavori to learn how to animate characters. So have a listen to this clip as Gabrielle goes over how quick and easy it is to use Tavori. To even, as you alluded to, create those animations that you talked about. And so to have even that more simplified for new users, whether that's in a school setting, is just tremendous to you know, allow them to get headsets on and, and make things, like you said, move around or flash because that alone is a high barrier. So kudos to you guys for, uh, you know, making that entry level a lot easier for people to try and tell a story. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that is, uh, uh, I mean, and it's hard to say, and it's hard to explain. I mean, you should really try it. I mean, I really, I swear, I'm not an animator. I've not done anything. And I've started animating in VR. And I, if, if you have a little bit of strong will and you say, okay, I'm going to try this, I believe that everybody within one week can start creating his own little animation. No problem. As more students in schools start to create immersive stories in 3D, I hope Tavori continues to support educators to lower the barrier and create outstanding narrative content for VR. Back to our list. Let's talk about the number four most downloaded episode. It's clear that educators who listen to this podcast really value student creation because like my number five most downloaded episode, number four also deals with VR content creation. In episode 62, I sat down with Emily Jolly to discuss how her VR app, Zoe, 
can be used to make VR content creation really simple to do and very easy. Listen to this marvelous clip where Emily articulates the core of her app and how it relies on a no-code option for students and creators. Part of the Zoe platform for us is the no-code interface that we built. Um, so it, it, we've been using it even for commercial projects. So it's pretty robust and we've been integrating the functionalities into our app one after the other. Um, so that interface allows the, you know, the students or teacher or anyone to um, easily add interactivity in the, in the scene. Um, and you can do a bunch of different things. So you can say, I don't know, if I grab this object, then this happens and that happens. Or if I open this door, then this should launch and then this should launch. So it really allows you to build your whole experience in, a, in an easy way. And you don't need to know how to code but you do understand more how code works by going through the process of doing this, but it doesn't require as much, I don't know, computing power of your, <laughs> of your brain to, to actually do it because it's easy to do. So it's been very successful for students who are scared of coding, um, who are not comfortable with it. Um, and when they start with the app, um, they get, you know, they understand the logic and you can see the result right away, which is pretty cool. So, you know, once you decide, I don't know, this button should make this door open or turn this light on, you'll see what you've, you've been building right away. And it gives you a sense of satisfaction because you see your whole world becoming interactive as you're building. Um, and for the more advanced students that are, you know, already thinking about coding, then we have a Unity plugin where you can continue your journey into Unity um, and it's still a no-code interface, but there you can code your own actions, you can code your own conditions. So you really thought of it from a learning standpoint to start off with something very simple and then going towards more of a kind of professional grade. I also noticed from some of the stuff that you post on social media that you have a, a good relationship with Unity, which might mean that, you know, things continue to progress. Yes, so we're really we're pretty close to them because we Zoe is built on top of the engine, the our app, um, and also we have similar visions, right? They're trying to get um, students and teachers to to learn to use Unity or at least use game engines in general for for learning. And Zoe is kind of a easy, you know, it's an easy way to do that, and it helps them as well in a way. Um, even though we're standalone and we're not, we don't need to use Unity to use Zoe. Um, you know, it's, it's beneficial for, for everyone, I think. And uh, it's also a good way for us to see what they have on their roadmap, see what's coming next, um, and being make sure that Zoe is kind of on top of what, you know, technically what we can do. Emily has been a real inspiration for us in the VR or XR community. Her work in the XR industry will hopefully inspire more and more women and girls to get interested in VR content development. Let's move back to the list. Number three comes from episode seven, where I have an interview with Dave Turnant, who teaches STEM education. I interviewed Dave, who's an incredibly innovative teacher from Ohio. Dave discusses a smorgasbord of ways 
that he was getting students excited about STEM education, which isn't hard these, which is really hard these days. And he used VR as a tool to help them lean in to STEM learning. One of my favorite responses in our interview with Dave was when I asked him how VR was benefiting student learning at his school. So listen to this clip and his great response to this question. So what's one of the things that you see right now about using the VR that has been beneficial for the kids? I think the probably the best thing that um, that benefits the kids with VR is is just how they're connecting so many different uh, disciplines and fields into what they're doing. And I think they don't even realize what how they're connecting it in multiple ways. Uh, for us, we want to our for for my class, the end project is to create a virtual reality experience. So they're actually creating their own uh, like virtual field trip. Uh, we use 360 cameras and then they they put those videos into Unity or uh, Unreal Game Engine. And uh, and they're trying to create um, uh, like a virtual walkthrough of Kimpton Middle School. So um, they start making connection. It kind of blows your mind some of the like how they're 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 coming through and how they'll equate it with like other things they want to do in, in different classes, like creating a field trip to the local park for uh, a social studies class or their science class, you know, something like that. Not only was Dave a very early adopter of VR technology. Remember, folks, this interview was way back in 2019. He also was a bit of a mentor for me when I was first starting a brand new VR lab at the school I was at near Calgary. I'd frequently email Dave to get his recommendations for new VR learning apps. Let's move on to the list. Number two. The number two most downloaded episode was episode 66, where I sat down with Brad Chesham. And we talked about how VR was a great tool for teaching in the healthcare profession. Brad, who's founder of Bundle of Rays, offering immersive education for nursing in VR, is such a passionate speaker. He has a clear vision of why and how VR will enhance the healthcare industry. One of my favorite parts of this episode was when I asked Brad, what makes VR one of the best tools to learn things like first aid and he boils it down to contextual learning and how the environment makes a remarkable difference in the psychology of learning. Have a listen. Yeah, there's probably, you know, there's questions there, but there's probably really a bit of a meta question. What's the overall question about, you know, how does VR apply to a practical skill, whether it's first aid or how to fly a plane, it's probably not going to be too different in terms of the uptake. And, you know, my general understanding at the moment is that it probably comes down to a little bit of psychology in that, you know, the affordance, you know, the understanding of your environment, the context to why you're there at that moment in time, 
is is really important and that sits with the teacher as well because what do we currently do you know how do you currently do that is it on a mannequin because you know you look at the psychology of that as you come to that teaching situation and you're bringing some attitude towards a lump of plastic and you're saying well I'm just going to wrap this bandage on the mannequin. Or you might do it on other teachers, which probably makes more sense because they're a live human and there's more variables. But what virtual reality brings, it's it's the realism to a scenario. So it might just be an avatar, but you could be on a football pitch and it could be a child who's screaming. So you're still doing the muscle memory practice of, of wrapping that bandage on, which you would just do in a normal classroom with no environmental context. But what you bring to that is this sort of realistic contextual learning around the task that you're undertaking, which I think is interesting about VR because if I was teaching you about, uh, yeah, so let's just say a bandage or a fracture or immobilizing a limb, if I put you in the context to where you're going to learn that skill, that just makes so much more sense rather than being in a, a four-walled, uninspiring environment where you're never going to use that skill. So that alone I perceive to be of some benefit, and there's not a lot of research to, to validate that line of thinking, but, you know, the, the, the approach to that tactic makes sense. Brad has certainly picked the right time to roll out VR for nursing and healthcare. The pandemic has been incredibly hard on many professions, but especially in healthcare. So having something that nurses and other healthcare professionals could use that's new and innovative might boost morale in this incredibly important profession. All right, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll please, because the number one most downloaded episode so far with over one and a half million downloads. Oh, wait a minute. Just kidding. It's not that high. Is my very first episode where I talk about why VR in education in the first place. Although this episode was recorded January 2018, the details and information is still very relevant today in 2022. In this episode, I talk about the importance of gamification and how multidisciplinary VR can be, how it can instill empathy, and of course, how great it is to create content. So have a listen to this short clip as I unpack some of the top reasons why VR is a great tool for education. But let's take a step back first and, and talk about the why. What what makes VR such a worthy tool for us to look at and engage in and consider? Well, number one, it's the gamification of learning. Students love to play computer type games. Most find them motivating and fun because the consequence for them in failing is so minimal. They can just hit the reset button and try again. So it might take several tries or attempts for a player to reach a stage or a level in the game, and that's okay. They learn to build resilience and grit without the high cost of being judged. There are a growing number of learning type games 
that give students the opportunity to play, fail, and try again in the virtual reality realm. I will share with you in future podcasts many recommendations as they pertain to learning type VR games. Number two, virtual reality and its use in the classroom can be multidisciplinary. VR applications are available for many subjects and disciplines. There are applications for science, astronomy, chemistry, biology, geography. There are history applications in VR. There are language arts applications, things like storytelling, where kids can create their own stories, or comparing VR short stories to text-based short stories. There are VR applications in, for music and art, and the list just goes on. So it's not just applicable for one small, tiny, narrow discipline. Number three, VR is an amazing tool to instill empathy. We often ask kids to put yourself in someone else's shoes, or you have to see through another person's eyes. In virtual reality, this perspective building is more than just a figurative thing or a figurative statement. Participants in the VR world can literally be and experience what it's like to be, for example, a Syrian refugee or maybe a homeless person living in a ghetto. And so the capacity for VR to build empathy is massive. Reason number four on why it might be valuable to consider VR, and that is creation. With the rise of design thinking and the maker movement, there's more and more pressure on teachers to have students learn through making and creating. Virtual reality applications avail students the opportunity to design and make, and we don't have to go out and buy physical materials like duct tape or cardboard. And furthermore, we wouldn't have to deal with the mess that comes along with the process of creating and making. Think of what VR might look like, for example, for a genius hour. Reason number five. This is a, a more broad sweeping reason, but VR literally can make the impossible possible. Remember the magic school bus where Ms. Frizzle, Frizzle sorry, would take her students on field trips that were beyond our wildest dreams. If they were studying blood, she might shrink down the bus and travel inside a human artery to show the kids how blood works. If they were studying the American Civil War, they might go back in time to experience this firsthand. With VR or immersive virtual reality, these things are all possible now. So whilst this list is certainly not exhaustive, it does give a clear reason 
why VR has so many benefits to students and teachers in the classroom. Well, it has been an exciting journey for me these last few years. I've learned so much about XR and the VR industry, and this podcast has been a great conduit for me, and I hope to learn more as it grows and evolves. I want to thank my listeners for their support and, of course, their great feedback. And I'm excited to continue to offer more topics and guests because I don't think VR is going anywhere. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope to see you on the flip side. Bye for now.